I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Joel here. Um, just did a quick voice note. I'll let you know that this episode was recorded in December when I had that cold that everyone had, um, you know, the one. And I really did have it. And I think you can detect that in the quality of my voice. Um, We can't remember for sure, but I think I was hungover as well. So, yeah, you know, you've been warned. Uh, You know, I know what my voice sounds like at the best of times. Um, But it's worse. It's worse than this one. Anyway, enjoy the app. Hi, I'm Joel Gobby. Welcome to Joel Gobby's Book Club. Alright, so this week we are reading Daryl, a novel by Jackie S. E.W.S. And the reason I'm highlighting Daryl is I simply don't think enough people have read it. And it's one of my favourite books of, of maybe the past three years. And the reason not a lot of people have read it is also one of the reasons it's quite cool. It it came out on Clash, which is a an indie publisher based in New York, and the object itself is very cool. It's got like this. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's got an interesting matte finish. It's not been heavily edited, so it's very very close to the original text. It's got a good flop to it, like all American books do, and it's just like fundamentally. A very cool object. I think it's a really cool gift to give people because it's such a cool book to have. Also, one of the absolute coolest things uh, about it, Jackie S is quite a deliberately mysterious author, which I really, really enjoy. Uh, and her author photo is just a picture of a tree. It's not a photo of her at all. It's just a really nondescript picture of a tree. And all of that taken together, I really do think it's one of the cooler books you could possibly own. But obviously we should talk about the actual insides of a book and what makes me like it so much. 
essentially, Daryl is a, about, uh, it's a very, very short novel about a guy called Daryl, Daryl Cook, uh, who is trying to figure out his identity in various sort of searching ways. But the predominant one is he's a cuck and uh, he's recently discovered the cucking lifestyle, that it is a lifestyle, there's loads of rules and sort of words uh, that you have to learn to become a cuck. And he's right on the edge of really, really enjoying being a cuck and also not really liking being a cuck at all. And I think uh, that sort of fine balance is played so well throughout the book, which is told in maybe 60 or 70 incredibly short sort of one or two page chapters and they're sort of like diary entries or maybe an entry on a blog or a forum it's never quite made explicit how daryl is writing his thoughts down and how he's addressing you you get these certain points where daryl like apologizes in his journal entries let's just go with that for now um for like being a bit sad or a bit down today or a bit grumpy or a bit preoccupied and i like the fact that it feels like a dialogue with you as a reader that he's he's decided to tell you and you in particular about this uh complicated cucking lifestyle that he's undertaking and one of my favorite kind of books can basically be described as well here's a weird little guy uh and Daryl is a, a really good example of, well, here's a weird little guy, because the whole book is about this weird little guy, and you really get to go into his interior and follow his thoughts and feelings and, and his weirdness. But because you're spending so much time with him, you get this incredible fondness for the weird little guy. Uh, one of my favorite things is, so obviously he's a cuck. I shouldn't really have to tell you about the cucking lifestyle. You should Google it yourself, but let's let's just skim over it very quickly. A cuck is, to the best of my knowledge, uh, a man who uh, sexually gets off on watching other men uh, fuck their wife. In fact, uh, Daryl has one of the greatest opening lines I think I've ever read. It goes, you live vicariously through celebrities. I live vicariously through the guys who fuck my wife. But sure, okay, I'm the weird one. Um, I mean, that that's sort of, it's straight from the off. It's completely full of verve and life and humour. Uh, and the cucking part of the book is never played as a punchline. It's always played as this identity that both Daryl and you as the reader, you're both exploring it. But it's not played like a, a sort of cheap little goof. It's played as this incredible textural background for this weird little guy to uh, tell you all his thoughts and feelings over. And one of my favourite parts of that is he gets very preoccupied with the politics of the men who are fucking his wife. So one of them is incredibly right-wing, it's set, in a sort of 2017 era against the background of uh, Trump's first presidency and he's really annoyed that one of the men who's having sex with his wife is like pro-Trump which I just think is so stupid and funny 
that that's the thing you care about. Like you've got a glass against the wall and you're hearing your wife be brought to delirium. Like it's a very strange sort of vampiric guy. And what you care about is the fact that he heartily voted for Trump. In terms of weird little guy books, it put me in mind of one of my favorite weird little guy authors and one of my favorite authors full stop, which is Nicholson Baker. And he wrote a book a few years ago called Box of Matches about, guess what, a weird little guy. Uh, and it's it's similar in format in that the protagonist in Box of Matches is teaching himself to wake up at 3 or 4 a.m. so he can carve out time to write. But what happens is he keeps getting preoccupied with other things and distracted and sort of following his thoughts down the wrong avenues. And he never actually writes the thing that he's waking up astonishingly early to do he gets really obsessed with like a pet goose or duck I can't quite remember right now and you don't ever really know the format in which you're being addressed and you don't really know quite how these words are being transmitted to you but you know you're in the company of a weird little guy and both Box of Matches and Daryl are two of my favourite examples of that very particular genre of book where there's just a weird little guy and you have to hang out with him for, for a little while. Another thing I really like about Daryl is it does a thing that I call donut hole theory and I've completely made that up myself and if anyone else has used it before, cool, fine, they got there first. But essentially... I first realized this when I was going through a particularly good Raymond Carver short story selection. Obviously, Raymond Carver, an American master of the short story form. But you'll notice when you're reading a lot of his stories that there is this sort of huge hole in the middle of a lot of his stories that's sort of tiptoed around. And it's normally a piece of information or an incident in the past or something that has shaped the person you're spending time with and something they don't want to directly address with their internal monologue or they don't want to admit that this is what's influencing their decision-making and their actions. It's this great unspoken thing. And if you read a lot of Carver stories in a short space of time, you'll notice a lot of his characters just have this one thing that they don't want to confront or they don't want to directly address. And Daryl has a lot of that. You meet Daryl fairly soon after he's he's started the journey of becoming a cuck. So his wife, Mindy, and you're never quite sure who came up with the idea, but his wife, Mindy, is being uh, taken by a, a succession of men that he's finding on Craigslist for her. And he's sort of writing down his thoughts and agonies and emotions um, but you get these little hints that this isn't the first alternative lifestyle that he's tried and that's great it's never directly confronted head on but it sort of means that you're as soon as that doubt comes in that this isn't the first sexually alternate thing that Daryl and Mindy have tried that instantly makes you realize that Daryl is someone who isn't complete and isn't fixed in any way. And for now, they're particularly 
enjoying the the cooking thing but that might not be a permanent lifestyle change and there's certainly not an authority on whether or not being a cook is good for you and as soon as that comes in there's these little hints that uh daryl's tried cross-dressing before both as a, a child and a year before the book is set and there's all these little hints at very strange college experience that he had that might have shaped him and as soon as you get just these little glimmers of information that not everything is quite as it seems and Daryl isn't quite as assured with the cook lifestyle as he's he's trying to pretend he is that's when the book gets really interesting you would think that a series of very short chapters about a guy being cooked would get quite repetitive and boring quite quickly but what I really like about Daryl is it, even in a very short period of time, it unfurls into something way more intricate and complex than just a guy writing a journal about how many men have sex with his wife. So there's a few main characters. Mindy, Daryl's wife, is always played in this sort of ambient she's sort of reflected onto. She's not given too much of her own agency. She's, she's just a sort of recurring moaning sound in the background. And there's two two particular bulls who Daryl has taken with. One's called Bill, who he sort of falls into a, a semi-platonic form of love with. And one is called Clive, who's this sort of monstrous, vampiric presence who first comes to him as a, a therapist uh, and then quite quickly just starts regularly having sex with Mindy. And then there's also another one of Mindy's more long-term partners called Kit who's a, a lesbian who keeps uh, whisking her away on holiday. And through these very, very small, dense cast, you get this sort of idea that Daryl's not in control of himself or his life or what's really happening. But you get these layers of story that add so much more to the book than just a guy sort of making goofy jokes about cooking. So it's set in Eugene, which I think is in Portland. And it's a really great portrait of those kind of small city, small town scenes that you can only get in places that don't have a huge sort of urban sprawl where everyone's heard a little bit of a rumour about someone and people keep changing their names and some people go away for five years and come back, but everyone remembers them. And there's some sort of gritty undertow to the whole thing there's a sort of citizen detective story in the middle of it there's a possible bdsm inflected murder suicide at the heart of it but crucially you know throughout all of that you are with daryl and you're watching through daryl's point of view and daryl is funny i really do think pound for pound uh daryl is one of the funniest books i've i've read full stop not even in the the recent time frame like it just full stop is an incredibly funny book and it's very aware of itself it's very aware of online and it's also very rarely cynical about the sexual setting that is put in i'm going to try and find a little quote uh that i can read from it uh oh yeah page 18 Okay. <laughs> so when Daryl first meets Clive, he meets him under the auspices that uh, Clive is 
a sex therapist, which, as it turns out, he very much is not. And it becomes this strange psychosexual dynamic that he has to endure where Clive, as part of his sex therapy, keeps having sex with his wife. And, like, even this early in the book, it's just so, so funny. Therapy shouldn't be a British guy who looks like my dad making fun of how I have sex. <laughs> Frankly, I'm a little bit steamed, even though it's similar in a way to the cuckolding scenes that we've done before. I mean, it's so full of these little throwaway lines that are like a British guy who looks like my dad making fun of me having sex. Um, and Daryl never really is played as a note of like a pathetic man. He's he's played as someone who is looking for something and for a little while he can kind of find it with cuckolding and, and having British guys who look like his dad having sex with his wife. But then he sort of loses grip on that and he's searching for way deeper meaning that, that doesn't come with his wife being taken by a succession of of men he found online. And it's it's just it's so funny throughout, but because it maintains such a consistent grip on whether the cuckolding aspect is played as a joke or whether it's just the very interesting background for a weird little guy novel, you never really get the sense that he's pathetic or being made fun of, even though he sort of is. You feel so much warmth for him as a character, even while he's like a load of vampires come to his house, pretend to be a sex therapist and, and have sex with Mindy. Yeah, the final thing is there's this really amazing GQ article uh, by Buzz Bissinger, who wrote Friday Night Lights, uh, incredible best-selling sports memoir from the 80s where he follows a, a high school football team as they, they try and make it to the big leagues. Uh, obviously got turned into a series, made Buzz Bissinger very, very wealthy. And he wrote this article in GQ about how much he loves leather and buying leather and leather items. So it's this incredible long-form article. I reread it every year because it's insanity. And it's because he's such a good writer, it's this incredibly written article. But as you're reading it, about how much money he spent at Gucci and all of the big houses and how much he likes wearing gloves and trench coats and, and thigh-high leather boots. You are reading it again. hmm, okay, this guy's not mentally well right now. But because it's so well-written, you can't really argue with the pieces and essay. You can only really argue with the actions that the essay is detailing. And quite soon after the Buzz Bissinger article came out and everyone went oh, that's a bit weird Buzz that you spent a quarter of a million dollars on leather in the past year he sort of gained this great clarity from uh, how people read the, the essay and then he, he sort of came out and he was like oh yeah I think I'm a yeah read it back I think I might be a sex addict uh, and he he went and, and, and sought help and I, I hope he's doing okay with it but Daryl very much put me in the mind of that particularly good Buzz Bissinger essay because it's written as if Daryl doesn't quite know how zany and bizarre he's being and how his behaviour is just a little bit off kilter right now. 
and as all of these attempts to defend the cuckolding lifestyle, he's constantly talking about it as this uh, left-wing or right-wing talking point. He's talking about cuckolds as if they are a marginalised community, which, I mean, I guess in a way, uh, the way we marginalise anyone who has interest in sex, they, they are. But you never really get the idea that Daryl fully comprehends how much he's telling us and how zany and bizarre he's being by telling us all this stuff. And you get to the end of the novel, and you know, I'm not going to spoil it by telling you how it ends, what would be the point of this podcast? But it, it does come to a very satisfying conclusion, and, and you sort of feel that maybe a certain very bizarre chapter of his life is over, and perhaps this is his GQ essay about leather that he had to get out of his system to uh, get full perspective on how weird he was being. So yeah, I I uh, I love that. I think it really is one of the great books I've read in the past few years. It's a wonderful object, and it's just so so funny. So I really would encourage you to get two copies. You get one for yourself, like you read it and you go, "Oh yeah, Joel was right." And then because it's such a nice thing, you then give it to your funniest friend, who will also love it. And they also won't have heard of it because not enough people have. So, yeah, it was a very rigging endorsement for a great little book that I don't think enough people have, have really experienced. Uh, I do have to give a, a number rating at the end of every one of these episodes. No one really remembers how we came up with this system or why. Uh, but I'm going to give Daryl a nine it feels like no an eight i'm gonna give it an eight uh it's just great it's so funny it's so short so if you're a reading funk you can really you can eat through it in a couple of sessions and uh you finish something great um and the only reason i even mark it down at all is i kind of wish i knew a little bit more about it I wish I, I knew slightly more about the author. He's really deliberately, they're like an internet prankster and he can never quite quite tell what Jackie S is up to or, or where they are or what they're doing. Um, it's a great book. It gets an eight from me. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.